everyone. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I see you back there. That was good, Bob. We were in concert. Anyway, let's start our service this morning. We're going to sing. We're going to sing Joy to the World. So we hope you rise and sing with us if you want to rise. If not, that's okay. But let's sing Joy to the World this morning. like getting ready uh, for the party after the service today let me well I'll announce this again but remind you that today is our our youth-led uh, Christmas party everyone's invited if you didn't bring a covered dish that's fine there's plenty of food if you didn't bring a white elephant gift there's extras of those as well just stay and have fun today after the service we're here to worship we're going to have a great time worshiping we're going to go to the Lord in prayer in word and that is an awesome thing but guys the the staying together and fellowshipping and, and just enjoying one another with God in the midst, that's worship as well. God never told us to, to sit on our hands and look like we suck on lemons all the time. We should have a good time and do so in God's name. Amen? Amen. So I, I look forward to what God's going to do today and, and praise his name for it. So let's go to Lord in prayer. Father God, I thank you for those who are willing and able to brave the cold this day and get here. And I just thank you that you've given us this kind of weather to, to just shake things up a little bit. I just pray that we will continue to look to you through this day, throughout this service, throughout the party later, the Christmas caroling, wherever it is, may we remember that it's you that needs to stay in the center, that it's your Holy Spirit that needs to, to fill each one of us. So I pray, God, that we will open our hearts, our minds, 
so that you may quicken our spirits with yours. And God, if there is someone here today that has never surrendered their soul into your hands, if, if you have never moved in their life, may this be the day that they accept you before it's too late. God, I pray your Holy Spirit to anoint everyone that is here, anoint the music behind us, anoint the special that we'll hear later. And God, the, the, may your anointing just fall upon everyone here so that when we leave this church today, we will say, can say that we didn't just come together and, and get our card punched, but we stood in the presence of the Creator of Creators, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, and He chose to touch me. God, may each one of us be able to say that this day, and may Thy will be done in the hearts of Your people and upon this church. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good seeing everybody this morning. Walk around a second. Give somebody a handshake, a hug, something of that nature. And tell them it's great to be in a nice warm house. (laughs) Brenda, how are you this morning? announcements actually quite a few announcements uh, like I said we have a lot of people next door that are uh, getting ready for our our Christmas party we're going to have later everyone is invited to stay uh, Mike you kept right out too late last night I guess he's, he's not here this morning we're gonna have to check it check out on that um, but the, the we have our, our Christmas party but let me also step back and just mention to you about the toy drive 
not, not only did the toy drive go incredibly well this year, not, we were able to give quite a few toys to every one of the children on our list, and then also had a whole box of toys left over this year. So God gets the glory. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. And and if you wasn't able to go with us yesterday, and that's why I mentioned Mike and Rod just a minute ago, they were on the bikes as well. We had a, a great group of people go with us. We had quite a few bikes be able to lead the, the reindeer of the sleigh there for Santa Claus was handing out toys. We, we were able to reach a lot of kids. And, and I can say pretty confidently that every family we went to, not a one of them was unappreciative. They were incredibly touched. And there was a couple of stories that stuck out, in my, quite a few, uh, like the, the little boy almost got run over running around there to the Jeep to, to get to Santa Claus. He didn't even care about toys. He just wanted to hug Santa Claus, jumped in his arms. And, uh, another little boy, when we give his t- sisters a little things and we bring out that Wilson football, and his eyes got about that big. He says, is that for me? And this, uh, he didn't even go back in the house. He was wanting us to get out of the way so he could go out in the yard and play with his football. It, it, and, and all the families were that way. And I was able to share with each one of them that it wasn't about Santa Claus. It wasn't about us on our motorcycles. These were gifts from God you, through us, through Santa Claus, through us. But these were from God to them. And how much, how much bonding might have been made there? I don't know. You know, who's to say? Ten years from now, that one, the, those children may stop and remember Remember that time the, those folks from that church brought us that? And they were saying that God gave this to us. Maybe God can help us through this now. Or maybe the parents in, in, may st- get in even more troubling times and be able to stop and say, you know what? God came through at Christmas. He'll come through again. We are to plant the seeds. And, and I believe God did that through you guys giving of the toys. And then we are a- were able to go. And it was a joy. It was a joy to me to be able to serve the Lord and go and share those toys yesterday. It was a good day. And praise God, God held the weather off till today. That, that bike ride all day yesterday, if we had to do that today, might be just a tad bit chilly. I don't mind rain. It rained on us half the day, but I don't mind being wet. But wet and cold, I'm glad God kind of held that off just a little bit. But we had a good time yesterday. Hope you can come next year. If you, if you wasn't able to come, you don't have to ride a motorcycle. We had three cars in our procession. You can drop more cars in that procession. It's okay. We, we, had, a, we had a good time yesterday. Um, as I said, going down the, the, the list real quick, I'm going to mention all these just because they're all here upon us right now. The Christmas party is today. It's potluck right after the service. If you didn't bring food, you're still welcome to stay. Plenty of food and presents over there. Christmas caroling this evening, 6 o'clock. Uh, we may end up doing an acapella because I forgot to get the music, but they're going to work on that for me. But we got it? Oh, we got it. We'll have it. We're, we're good. So we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Uh, so 6 o'clock this evening, that was my bad there, but the boys already covered me. Praise the Lord for that. Uh, now here's the big ones I want to make sure you write down. There's no Thursday night service this week. We, it, the week prior to Christmas, we always cancel that Thursday night, so many people out of town and such. No Thursday night service. Christmas Eve service is at 6 o'clock. Our candlelight service will be 6 o'clock Saturday night. Because if you did not know, Christmas falls on Sunday this year. Now, this, this calls for some little different things sometimes. And this one, I want to make sure that it's on the sign, it's on the Facebook page, our website. But I want you guys to, to make sure you annotate this down, share it with those that aren't here today. Next Sunday, there is a schedule change. Next Sunday morning, no Sunday school. We're not going to have Sunday school, and we're going to start the church service at 10. The reason why we're bumping it down that way is that way we'll have church service. We're going to serve the Lord here in the house. 
and then we can go to our family gatherings thereafter. So no church, no Sunday school Sunday morning, but church service will be at 10. So mark that on your, clock, your, your calendars to be here at 10 o'clock next Sunday morning for our service, and we're going to have a, a, a worship service, a great time, and then we can take God wherever it is we're going to go to our families and things of that nature for the rest of Christmas that day. So no Sunday school, church service at 10. If you forget during the week, call somebody and we'll make sure to, to get that back out there. It'll be on our sign. It's going to be on the Facebook page, the website. And I hope that you will share that and tell everyone about that as well. Um, and I'm thinking there was something else I was supposed to announce and I can't think of what it was. But that gets us through next Sunday anyway. So Christmas Eve service, candlelight service, 6 o'clock Saturday. Sunday Christmas service is at 10 o'clock here in the sanctuary. All right? Okay, Bob, uh, Brian, you want to come share in that snazzy sweater you have there, bro? <laughs> I wish I had a sweater to wear. <laughs> Here, I'll let you wear this one. Oh, no, I'm good. Don't, no stripping on stage. <laughs> I'm wearing a T-shirt under it. <laughs> Father God, I just thank you for my brother and his willingness to come and open the Scriptures with us and for having a good spirit and a good nature. God, may you just... Continue to bless him and just open your word through him, and may we hear your your reading through him today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. Amen. How is it? Am I pretty? Um, <laughs> um, you know, I was born redheaded, so it, it is easy for me to take a joke. If you're going to be redheaded, you get Believe it or not, before my hair turned brown and gray and loose, it was it was flowing bright red at one once upon a time. I've seen pictures Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was pretty. I think I cut it, and it was long. I cut it in '97. I think is when I cut it. So until that time, and uh, you pick up nicknames. And when I was in high school, I had a lot of nicknames. Well, Jesus had a lot of names too. Hey, I just thought about the other thing. Can I announce it? The toys? The toys? Oh, yeah. That, that's what it was. It just popped in. I'm sorry. And that doesn't have anything to do with the scripture. But the kids are going to have toys, you know, Sunday morning and then have to come to church. So we kind of thought, if you want to bring one of your toys to church, bring it to church. During the service, we'll have a, a time for you to hold it up and show everybody what you got for Christmas. So bring one of your toys next week with you to church. Adults can too. If you want to bring one of the toys you get to church, bring it. Yeah. I got this brand new AR-15. <laughs> See ya. had guns up here before. <laughs> Preached with them. I'm not going to do that today. Um, I want to read out of Isaiah. I was looking up, thinking about all these names. Today, people are calling me weirdo for some reason. I don't know. But uh, uh, I was looking up all the names of Jesus, just kind of having fun this morning. I was look, started by looking up the early prophecies of Jesus being prophesied. Isaiah had a bunch of them. I really kind of think... Uh, Genesis 3.15 might actually be a prophecy of Jesus. So that, that started earlier in the Bible. But uh, Isaiah, 
I had a bunch of them, and all of them have a different name. So, so I'm going to read one. It's got several of his names, and Jesus went by a bunch of names. There are a lot of names these days that people claim uh, are the same God, and they're not. But Jesus had uh, lots of names that he went by, and and such an awesome promise. This was what four or five hundred years before Jesus was actually born. Um, and uh, Isaiah says here, I'm in uh, Isaiah 9, uh, starting off in verse 6. It says, For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor. How often do you need a counselor? Mighty God. Eternal Father. Eternal. Forever and ever. And Prince of Peace. Uh, the dominion will be vast and its prosperity will never end. God's riches never end. They are forever. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness from now on and forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Amen. So that's just a wonderful promise to remember today, and that's really all I had. Uh, so let's pray. Father God, thank you for, for uh, giving us this time of the year, God, that we can set aside and we can uh, just uh, have peace and the assurance that you have provided a Savior for us, God, that we can come to through all good and perfect gifts come through, God. Thank you for that, God. And I pray that you bless this fellowship today. We pray that it uh, honors you, God. Bless every song that is sung, uh, every word that is spoken. And I just pray, I, I, we just give you all the glory. And we pray that you forgive us when we have uh, failed to live up to your perfect will. I pray these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Keep your Bibles open to Isaiah 9, because that's where we'll be in the sermon as well. <laughs> um, we're, we're set, you want to have a special uh, opportunity this morning. We're, we're blessed with someone who doesn't get to visit that often, but Miss Farida's daughter is here, and her name is Karen, and Karen's going to come up, and she's going to sing a special for us this morning.
we're going to continue singing this morning. Um, <clears throat> these first two songs, I, I, I would venture to say that most of you know at least the first verse and probably even have them memorized. The first two verses, or the first verse of these two songs. And then we've got a new song for you. We'll talk about that in a minute. But let's sing, we're going to sing the first one up. And we're going to go right into sound.
capacity, Lord, to touch us in a way, wash us, so that we can be, just as, as my sister just saying, Lord, that they just forget us, that we be able to say, it is well with my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good. Praise the Lord. Brittany, you did even better than I thought you did. You see, you're always awesome. I don't know why you're ever nervous. All y'all were great. Amen. As I said earlier, turn to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9, the exact same verse he read to you in the scripture reading. We're going to start there this morning. But I, Also, for those of you who, who take notes, you might want to get a pencil out. There is a lot of verses today. We're going to have a whole lot of verses you may want to go back and look to. We're going to have uh, Isaiah 9. We're going to have Isaiah 53. We're going to have a whole bunch of Psalms. There's a whole, the Scriptures are going to sp- preach the message this morning. We're going to look at a lot of Scripture today because they just shore up a point. Sherry's not in here right now, but, but the catalyst uh, to the message today, a commercial came on TV about for the, the, old, the old movie, It's a Wonderful Life. And she mentioned to me how even after all these years, she has yet to see that movie. She's never seen It's a Wonderful Life. And, and I was thinking about that, and I, and I was like, that's amazing to me. But then I got to thinking, isn't it awesome that I don't have to think about watching a movie to have a wonderful life? We have a wonderful life if we know Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. You see, this time of year, Life is wonderful. Christmas time is wonderful. And I'm not talking about the tree and the lights and gifts under the tree. There are some incredible wonders. If we truly stop and think about Christmas, if we truly stop and think about what it is we are celebrating this time of the year, there is some incredible wonders that should just grab a hold of our mind. To wonder means to marvel at or to be in awe of. And when we stop and think about what Christmas truly is about, We should be in awe. Serving the Lord and and, and experiencing the joy and the blessings of being in his presence. That is a wonder. If you had been able to go with us yesterday, delivering toys and and seeing the faces of these these little guys and girls, these kids and the parents, you would see the wonder again of being used by God, of being able to be his hands and feet. There are very few words to describe, if any actually, the joys of serving Christ. When we truly are his and truly are being used by him, folks, I can say that God has blessed you and I in so many ways, we could never tell the whole story. If you've truly allowed yourself to be used by God, then you would be able to sit back and not fully put the words together of the feeling of knowing that the creator of the universe has moved within you. Now, I am going to attempt this morning to kind of share just some of the wonders of serving Christ. There's so many of them. There's so many different kinds of wonders. But when we're talking about Christmas and this time of the year, there is so much wonder that comes together if we stop and think about it. Now, the first thing is the wonder of his gift. And as Brian shared with you earlier, look at that gift again, because there's a past, part of that scripture I want you to really focus on. It says, for a child, this is chapter 9, verse 6, For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Now notice that first verse there, guys. That first verse says, a child is going to be born unto us, but the son 
is given unto us. Now, what does that mean? Why is there a, a distinction, if you will? Because the Son did not need to be born. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is and always has been, and he will always be the everlasting Son of God. But God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten Son. That The Son already existed. A child was born unto us, but the Son was given unto us. We saw that child that was born in that manger that first Christmas day, but he had always already existed. The child was born unto us, but the Son that had already existed was given unto us. That was a gift to you and I. That should, that should bring all kinds of wonder in your mind. Imagine the greatest gift ever given. It truly is. The greatest gift that was ever given from the beginning of time and could ever be given has been given to us, to us. and yet still some people, maybe even in the sound of my voice, whether it be by the radio, the, the, the Facebook, the YouTube, where maybe even right here in this building, there are still some folks who this great gift has been offered that they have yet to wrap their arms around it. They have yet to put their, their, their hands out and receive this incredible gift of God. Now, what has he given us, guys? He has given us eternal life, the everlasting love of God. That is a gift to you and I. He gives us peace. The Bible says peace that surpasses all understanding. He has given that to you and I. The gift gives us hope. It gives us joy as we're studying in our, our Sunday school classes today. He gives us the answers to the toughest questions that life has to offer. He gives us these. He gives us happiness. He gives us fulfillment in the midst of our struggles. He gives all that in that gift of his son to you and I. Everlasting. And yet people still have not received it. Why? Here we are celebrating Christmas. Thousands upon thousands, millions upon millions, just in this country alone, are celebrating Christmas. The greatest gift that was ever given is what that Christmas is about. And yet they have yet to accept it. They have yet to accept that gift. Once you receive that gift, folks, I'll tell you this morning, your life will never be the same. If you truly accept that gift and let God move in your life and let the Holy Spirit take over, and I'm not just saying saying a cute little prayer and then come to church on Sundays. When the Holy Spirit truly moves in your heart and in your life, you can't just sit still anymore. You can't just be a caricature on the side of a wall somewhere. When the, Holy, when the Holy Spirit really moves, glory to God, it is going to shine forth from you and others are going to see it in you and say, man, what is that? I want some of that. That is a wonder to me how the creator of the universe could encapsulate himself into the bodies of those who truly believe in him and then let himself emanate out to where others want, hey, I, I want that same gift. He gave us that gift and all we have to do is is accepted. He didn't come to us in, in the form of a baby by the way of a virgin just so he could say, look what I can do. He came for one purpose, to die for our transgressions, to make it so that we can truly have a gift, so that we can say, I, 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 can, I can stay in continual, eternal fellowship with my God. Why? Because my, my sins, my transgressions, can be washed by the blood of the Lamb. That baby that came as a gift grew up and became the propitiation for our sin when he died on that cross. In Isaiah 53, you look over Isaiah 53, verse 3, listen to what happened. That beautiful baby that was under the tree, that beautiful baby, excuse me, that beautiful baby that was in the manger, that was a gift for you and I. 
He was great. It was awesome. We talked last week a little bit about how even though he was born in the manger in the cave, they could look up the hill there and they'd see the Herodium. They could see evil incarnate to them. But yet this baby was born. And this baby was perfect. And the angels sang. But listen to what happened to him later on. We read there in chapter 9. Look in chapter 53. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He was like one people turned away from. He was despised and we didn't value him. Yet he himself bore our sickness, and he carried our pains. But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for our peace was on him, and we are healed by his wounds. Folks, my Lord, my God, my Savior, Jesus Christ, the one who was born for you and I, he always existed, but he gave himself, God the Father gave him to you and I, so that he could be pierced for our transgressions, so that we could be healed by his wounds. Folks, the blood of Jesus Christ is a gift that can never, ever be surmounted. It is a gift greater and larger and bigger than anything that anyone in this world could ever come up with. It is a gift that is beyond anything that any man, woman, child, or machine could ever create. And that gift was given to whomsoever believeth in him. I cannot help but be in awe and wonder of such a gift. That is an incredible gift. When we think of Christmas, the wonder of it should not be what shiny new object we have under the tree. It should be that shiny Shekinah glory of God that chose me to be used and be a part of his ministry. That brings wonder. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you don't even understand what I'm saying. You may be hearing my words, but folks, I'm telling you, my words cannot put meaning to what your heart will tell you when you let him in. It is wonderful. And when you think about the wonder of the gift, the next, my next thought as I was thinking of wonder is the wonder of His grace. The fact that He did this. If it wasn't for His mighty grace, He would never even sent the gift of His Son. He didn't have to do that. Yet, what did He do? Beyond that gift, He said, I, 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 I need to do something. I have to give them this. I want them to be with me. His grace, guys, is never ending. His grace was monumental. Not was, is. The grace that he sheds on us by way of his son was our gubernatorial pardon, if you will. That grace that he, when he gave us that gift, was to say that even though you've done this, even though you poked me in my eye, even though you've done these things to me, even though you've turned your back on me, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength make you perfect in your weakness. Folks, the more we humble ourselves and come unto Him, His grace is going to wrap its hands around us. Grace was delivered to you and I, to, to mankind, through that gift, through the Son of God. In John chapter 1, verse 17, he says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. That brings wonder. I have the greatest gift that could ever be created given to me by God Almighty through His Son. And He did it because of His grace. And He said, I'm going to give you this grace because it brings truth, because it brings power, because it brings, brings the, the, the who I am to you. We serve a God full of grace, folks. We serve a God that not only loved us, He said, I care for you and do not want you to have to spend an eternity in a devil's hell. When Jesus came, his blood was not tainted with the, the, the Adamic curse. His blood was pure. His blood was whole. 
Paul tells us in Romans 5.17, I don't know, remember exactly verbatim, but it said, death reigned through one. However, through Jesus Christ, the gift of righteousness will reign. Hallelujah! Through the gift of Jesus Christ and the grace of God to give us the gift, we can have righteousness through the blood of Jesus. That grace is what bought us eternal life. Folks, we can have big, huge glass tabernacles. We can have full-string orchestras in front of our churches. We can have million-dollar Armani suits and on preachers who can just, just be beautifully in, spoken in, in, in etiquette. But none of it means nothing compared to the grace of my God giving us that gift. That's why he said in Ephesians, Paul did, that by faith we have, I mean, through faith we have been saved. Salvation is from God. Our salvation could never be bought. No matter how rich you may be, no matter how many hours you spend at the church, no matter how many different side jobs you do for God, you think, no matter what you can do here on this earth, our salvation was bought by the blood of Jesus Christ through the grace of God. That is is a wonder to me. How can I, I, I can't help but stop and say, how was I ever so worthy? And then I stop, I'm not. I'm not worthy. But because of His grace, He loved me anyway. Ephesians 1.7 says, In Him we have redemption through the blood. Not that, that sinful blood, but the sinless, untainted blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Folks, because of His grace, I can hold my head high. Not because of my sinlessness. Lord knows I sin every day. I don't hold, walk with my head high because I'm self-righteous and pious. I can walk with my head high because there is a wonderful thing, that there's an awe-inspiring thing that has happened. The God of the heavens and the universe, out of His grace, gave me the gift of salvation. What a wonderful gift the grace of God is. And then, if you keep on going, what about His greatness? I have to wonder at his greatness. He's given me this gift that's beyond wonder. He's given, to, to give me that gift took grace that is unimaginable to me. But to even be able to do that. Think about it this minute, for a minute. For God to be able in his grace. You know, you and I may say, oh yeah, I want to I stop world hunger. We can have the grace within us to say, I want to stop world hunger. But can we do anything actually to make it happen? Probably not. Not single-handedly. Lest God so endowed you with something. But however, my God, out of the grace of his heart, looked down on a man and said, I want to do this. I'm going to give him the gift of my son. Think about it a moment. A weak God could not send his only son to save the world from a lost and dying hell. It couldn't. A weak God could not come in and defeat death, hell, and the grave. No. God is powerful, and He is the one and only awesome, inspiring thing that has ever been. He is the only one that could defeat death on the grave. He is in His greatness, Lord of lords and King of kings. At Christmas time, more than any other time, but really all the time, we should be thinking about His greatness. We should be thinking about His power. We should be thinking about His authority. It's His greatness, His power, His authority that has allowed him in his grace to give us this gift because he desires an intimate relationship with you and I. We could never earn this, but because he desires an intimate relationship with you and I, in his greatness, he comes forth. That's why the psalmist in Psalm 75.1 says, We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks for your wonderful works. Declare your word. 
the wonderful works of God. Is that and, and big, the most and mighty for that is his sending his son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Psalms 48, 1. Again, declaring how powerful he is. He says, great is the Lord and greatly he is to be praised. He is the great and mighty God. And let me submit to you this morning that serving such a great and mighty God is wonderful. You know, I, 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 I have to go back to yesterday again just because it's fresh in my mind. We had all those motorcycles. We had several cars. And we had stops all the way from Lavernia to north, towards Seguin, not that far, but several miles that way, to Stockdale, to Pandora, to the edges of Flores Hill. We had a lot of stops all over. There was rain. There were slick roads in the early morning times. There was all kinds of accidents that could have transpired. There were Harleys. None of them broke down. Sorry, Rod, you got in. I had to throw it in there. <laughs> That's all blessings of God. Add to that the smiles of these children. Add to that the thankful hearts of the parents. Add to all that that we can come together at the end and say, thank you, Jesus, for letting me be a part of your ministry. That is the greatness of God. The fact that he could take something as broken, as beaten, and as ugly as me and others and put it together to do something so great, so wonderful, and so beautiful could only be done by a master. Could only be done by greatness. And I can't help but stop and think how wonderful my God is. How omnipotent He is. He, uh, it means He obtains all power. He is, he is the all-sufficient one. How omniscient He is. He knows everything. What a great God we serve. We should be in wonder at the gift. We should be in wonder of the grace that he had to give us the gift. And we should be in wonder of how great he must be to be able, out of his grace, to give us that gift. And then I would submit to you how wonderful his goodness is as well. Because when you think about that gift and how his, his, his grace bestowed that upon you and I, when we think about how, how small we are, but yet out of his goodness, he said, I desire, in this first Peter, he said, I desire that none should perish. No, not one. In his goodness, the grace within him said, I desire that none go to a devil's hell. Therefore, I will issue my grace, which is sufficient through the gift of the son of my, the, the blood of my son, so that they can choose not to go to this place. What a wondrous thing it is to have such a mighty God Lord of lords, King of kings, creator of creators, be so good. And I, I got a list of Psalms here. He says, in, in, in Psalms 34, 80, he says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Folks, let me submit to you the God, that God is good. He is good all the time. And throughout the Psalms, we see this over and over. Throughout the New Testament, we see it over and over. And I would say that even in your lives, if you will stop and truly assess and think about the times that God has moved into your life, you can agree with these psalms that psalmist when he says, For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive in 86. Psalms 105, For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Psalms 106.1, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Psalms 145.9, The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. And on and on and on. If you could break out your, your, your concordance and look up goodness and the Lord, and you will find Scripture after Scripture, after Scripture, after Scripture. 
Folks, let me share with you this morning that we serve a good God. He is not just sitting in the, in the heavens with a lightning bolt waiting to see whom it is that He can zap. He said, I desire that none should perish. No, not one. I made a way so that whomsoever believeth in Me shall not perish but have everlasting life. So that whomsoever believe that I am the Son of God and I rose on the third day and He professes that with His mouth, so shall He be saved. We serve a God that in His goodness realized that He had the greatness through His grace to send the gift so that you and I shall never, ever, ever have to worry about dying and burning in an eternal hell. Why? Because He is God and He loves us. Not because we're worthy, but because He chose us. That should bring wonder to everyone's heart. That should bring wonder to who we are. Even Nahum, if you read the book of Nahum in chapter 1, verse 7, even Nahum says the Lord is good. He is the stronghold of the day of trouble. He is the stronghold when we are in life's troubles. And we know in whom we can trust. Folks, my God is good. And we should never ever not only doubt it, but we should dwell on that. We should stop and think about that and just say, thank you, Jesus. And we should wonder at His glory in the midst of all that. Because the gift of His Son speaks of incredible power. It speaks of majesty. It speaks of glory. We should never stop and wonder, where's my God today? He's always there. We may have turned away, or he may, we may not see him exactly doing what we want him to do. In Isaiah 29, he says, Therefore I will come again and do a marvelous work amongst my people, a marvelous work and a wonder. Folks, my God has not left us, nor has he ever forsook us. All we got to do is stop and continue praying to Him. All we got to do is continue to look to Him. All we need to do is remember the wonder of the gift that He has given us, His mercy and how great His grace is to you and I. And then we can continue each day realizing that though I may not see Him in the specific way I wanted to see Him, He said He will come again and work marvelous works. Every one of us, guys. Some people think, well, only the pastor can, can, can teach or only the pastor can heal, or only the pastor can do this, and only the pastor can do that. Let me tell you this morning, only God can do those things, and then anyone who opens his heart and his mind to his Holy Spirit can thereby be used by him to to be the miracle-working power on this earth. It is my God who is great, not Frank. It is my God who is great, not the leader of a church. It is my God who is great. And through that grace, that power, that glory, and that majesty, if we will succumb to that and say, Father, here I am, you will be left in wonder at the things He can do through your hands. It's not you that does them. It's not Frank that does them. I have some great testimonies. Brian and I was sharing just the other day in Sunday school when we went and, and we were able to lay hands on a man and we knew that we felt the Holy Spirit heal him. And we saw him get up when God said that he could not walk anymore. Now you may say, oh, well, pastor, you've gone off the deep end. You can call it and say it however you so desire. We saw what really happened. We know. We saw. And I can say I didn't do it, Brian didn't do it, Colbath didn't do it, nor any of the other men that was around that bed. It was God who did it. And I can step back and say, thank you, Jesus. Now, does that mean every time I lay hands on somebody, they're healed? Absolutely not. You know why? Because Frank didn't do it. It's God who does. It's God who chooses. And I am left in wonder every time. And just as wonderful as that was about that man, 
that little boy yesterday that pulled the football out, and when he saw that football, his eyes got that big, and he wasn't even going back in the house. He was waiting on us to get out of the way so he could go play with his football. That was God working in the heart of a young man. And I got to be a part of that. Because of who Frank is? No. But because of who he is. And that's why I can agree with all these psalmists when they speak of his glory. In Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 and 16. Hebrews 4, 14 and 16. He gives us his glorious presence, folks. That's the other thing I want to make sure where you wonder at. He gives us his gift. And he gave us that gift out of his grace. He had so much grace. He had the greatness. I wondered the greatness of having so much power that out of his grace he could give us this gift. And he did this to shine his glory and he gives us his presence. In verse 14 it says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to the confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to, to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tested in every way as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us at the proper time. You know what that tells me, folks? I don't have to sit beaten down and cowering in a corner. I don't care what the talking heads on TV says. I don't who who says I don't care who says that you got to say happy holidays rather than merry christmas. I don't care who says you got to take Christ out of Christmas. Doesn't matter what all the people say. I know my God is large, my God is real, and he's accessible, he's present, he's here, and all I have to do when the world starts hollering foul is say thus saith the Lord. And I can stand in all my wonder and say that I can do this not because of the power of the world that's within me, but he who is of God is greater than he who is of this world. And I can look and say, get thee behind me in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because he is here. He is with me. It says there that there is, for let us approach the throne of grace with boldness. I can go to the Lord and say, God, I do not understand, but show me the way. And I know that he hears. Look at the prophecy. Go back to Joel. In Joel chapter 2. In Joel chapter 2. There's no class tonight. We're in Joel in our Sunday evening class. No class tonight because of the singing, the Christmas caroling. But in Joel chapter 2. Listen to this. Verse 23. Children of Zion, rejoice and be glad in the Lord your God because he gives you the autumn rain for your vindication. He sends showers for you, both autumn and spring rain as before. The threshing floors will be full of grain and the vats will overflow and the new wine and olive oil. I will repay you for the years that the swarming locusts ate, the young locusts, the destroying locusts, and the devouring locusts, my great army that I sent against you. You will have plenty to eat and be satisfied. You will praise the name of Yahweh your God who has dealt wondrously with you. My people will never again be put to shame. You will know that I am present in Israel and that I am the Lord your God and there is no other. My people will never again be put to shame. What is he saying? What is he prophesying here? There is going to be a great calamity one day, guys. Some call it the tribulation. 
Some call it the end time. Some call it the time of Armageddon. There's all kinds of titles that's been put on it. But you know what Joel is reminding me? That those who are gods will one day see that miraculous work that Isaiah was speaking of come again. Those who are of God will not have to go through these trials and tribulations. He said, you will be mine, you will be fed, you will be protected, and I will watch over you. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then our eternal salvation is set in glory. We can put our, our lives in His hands and know that He loves us. But the thing is, do you know Him? Do you know Him? He says that He will wash us and cleanse us and make us whole. It, he's only going to do that when we truly have surrendered our hearts and our minds and our bodies to Him. And all that starts with the gift that was given that first Christmas. And yes, Brian, that, that in Genesis 3.15, that is prophecy, prophecy to me of, of that. And that's all the way back to the book of Genesis where we can see the Messiah is already coming. He's already coming. From Genesis to maps, God's laid it out to you and I. In my greatness, which is a wonder. Out of my grace, which is a wonder because it's so sufficient. I will send the gift of my Son. And my glory shall be made known, and you'll see my goodness if you accept the gift that I offer. Folks, those things should bring us to a point of awe-stricken. It should bring us to a point of wonder. I don't have to watch It's a Wonderful Life to know that it's a wonderful life. In Christ Jesus. Now I'm not knocking the movie. I think it's a great movie. Anything with Jimmy Stewart's great. But. But. My God's greater. Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior this morning? The best gift that you could give your family this Christmas. Isn't a Rolex or a new car or a new motorcycle or a new AR-15 as Brian said. The greatest gift you can give your loved ones is a godly heart. It's to be able to say, I've become a godly man. Or I've become a godly woman. Or I've become a godly child. You choose to put your life in the hands of Christ and you'll experience the wonders that I can only halfway tell you about. And I bet you there's many in this room right here whose testimony can tell you the wonders greater than I can. I'm simple. One day this week, before it got really cold, I went out and sat on the porch swing, and there was cardinals flying around right there, and the birds were singing, and there was a cool breeze, and I had a cup of coffee, and I thought right then, just as simple, that, that's pretty simple, but I felt like I was in the very throne room of God. And I thought, this is what heaven's going to be like. No screaming babies. Just kidding. My, grand, my little grandson was over yesterday. He was just like, I can't take it no more. <laughs> I could. I just went and locked myself in the bathroom. Just kidding. All kidding aside, my God is big. And he'll speak to you. If you let him. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior this morning, I'm going to ask you why. Why not make that decision? 
Why not choose grace? Why not choose that gift? Why not choose that mercy that is beyond understanding, that peace that is beyond understanding before it's too late? If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I, I will ask you to pray that praise today to ask Him into your heart. Come down, I'll talk to you. You can come to this altar. You can pray where you're at. If you're listening by YouTube or if you're on the radio, I'm going to ask that you stop and you truly get on your knees and ask Christ to move into your heart. If you're here this morning, that's what I need you to do. Not I. That's what God desires you to do. If you do know Christ as your Lord and Savior, hallelujah. Make sure that every Christmas party and everywhere you go, they know that you know what it's all about. Let them know it's about Jesus. Let Christ reign. Let Christ reign. Let's all stand. I want to lead us in a word of prayer. If God is moving in your life this morning, then I'm going to ask you, why encumber Him? Get out of the way and let Him move. Let Him take a hold of what's needing to be held in your life. Quit trying to hold it all together yourself and let God wrap His arms around it. He is far greater and far stronger than you are. Let Him take hold. Let Him take hold. All those verses I shared there, I know I don't normally share that many verses, but if you want those verses, I'll give those to you or get your concordance at home. But if God's speaking to you today, do whatever it is God's telling you to do to get, back, to get back to acknowledging the wonders of who He is. As we pray. Father God, I just come before You this morning. I thank You for this opportunity to be able to come and share and open Your Word, to be able to understand that these wonders are of You. That You are Lord of Lords, King of Kings, and that without You, Christmas means absolutely nothing. In fact, if we didn't have Christmas, we wouldn't have any other holiday either, probably. For it is Christmas that sets the standard for joy. For joy came through the gift of Jesus Christ. God, there are many that are going to be going through serious struggles this holiday season. May you remind them of your the joy and your grace, your mercy, your power, your glory. As long as we are yours, you are ours. You said you would never leave us nor forsake us. May we not forget that and put our faith in you. God, may your will be done in the hearts of your people this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we sing this morning, if God's moving in your life, I'm going to ask you to come down. He's telling you to to cross an aisle and give somebody a hug, whatever it is. Let's follow the Lord today as we sing.